Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney, joined by Nobody. It's just me today, because Will's unable to make it, and all the other VGN brethren are not able to make it as well, so it's just me, and I'll be doing a solo podcast, which is the first time since Dan abandoned me on another podcast, but uh, it's going to be good fun, I'm hoping. Uh, this could be a, could have been a good opportunity for you guys if you're on our Discord uh, to join the podcast, because I actually asked uh, the crowd today if they were interested in joining the podcast, and they're like, nah man, not cool. Actually, well, it, the biggest issue, I think, is because I'm on the ooh jeez wife's dying <clears throat> she'll be fine she'll shake it off uh, but anyways yeah the biggest issue is that I live on the west coast so right now it's uh, 8.50pm so that means it's basically midnight <laughs> for all you east coasters but anyways yeah today we're going to talk about uh, everything in the news uh, from Halo Reach MCC to uh, the new update in Clash of Clans which uh, we don't talk about mobile games very much anymore but uh, it's going to be a great one and it's all coming up right, right. Alright, so let's get talking about Halo Reach. I played a lot with my brother on the weekend, and I had a lot of fun. I actually had way more fun playing Halo Reach for MCC than I have been uh, playing COD the last couple weeks. Just There's just some things about COD that really piss me off. And uh, I'm just glad that uh, I was able to relive. It was a basic huge nostalgia boner, essentially. It was it was so good. Um, so they've upgraded a couple things in MCC, and uh, the first big thing I noticed was the UI was a little bit different. Um, it uh, well, first of all, they took out the fact that you can choose what level you want, which was super annoying. Um, so now that I don't have to pay for all the fucking DLC maps, which is great. Uh, that's all we play, essentially. So all the classic maps, like Zealot, Sword Base, uh, Countdown, Reflection, those are all in there, but you don't play them very often. You play all the DLC maps a little more frequently than you do with these uh, the, the old classics. So that's a little frustrating, um, since the DLC maps kind of suck. Like, I've only maybe found... There's maybe one or two that I actually don't mind. Uh, the other ones suck ass. I can't remember what that one's called, but... It was one of the first DLC maps that came out with Halo Reach, and it just did not do it for me. It's uh, it's really open. You can get sniped from every fucking nook and cranny, so on SWAT it sucks. 
uh, which is what I play a lot of. So, anyways, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I'm playing it on PC. I did try mouse and keyboard. Holy shit, right? Um, yeah, it felt really strange for me because I've basically played Halo for my entire, you know, the entire time it's been out on controller. So I just, uh, I did switch over to the controller eventually, and it just, I just literally felt supernatural. And with the evil controller, I was assassinating kids left and right. It was amazing. All right, anyways, um, so yeah, let's get to the ranks. They have uh, a new rank, uh, a kind of re redone rank system. So um, basically, it's split up into social and and um, and competitive tiers. So basically, the higher tier you are, the uh, uh, what do you call it? The um, better you get rank, or the the more better the players are that you get ranked with. So you're gonna have, you're gonna start out in bronze. And basically, every time you level up, uh, it's just going to have a bronze background, which kind of fucking blows for you. Um, but <laughs> if you uh, if you level up your tier, which I actually haven't done yet, so I kind of want to check it out. But uh, so as, as you level up your tier, it goes from bronze to a bronze uh, shield with swords behind it to a silver shield, and then a silver shield with swords behind it, and so on, and it goes all the way up. Um, tier two is a is a light blue sword with shields through it, and then tier one is that plus a fucking falcon that looks super badass. Um, and then obviously each like as you rank up from rookie to recruit to private to private second class whatever it goes all the way up to general. Uh, I definitely noticed that they did not include the OP as fuck uh, ranks that they had in the original like inheritor and, and reclaimer and all those like super punishing <laughs> ranks took like absolute years to get those but uh yeah it uh i like the new ranking system so far but the one thing i don't like is that they're they capped the actual amount of experience you can get in each match they've separated it out which is super nice so it actually shows you uh if you complete the match it'll give you um i think it's up to 3200 for completing the match and then it'll give you a performance uh bonus and then a teamwork bonus and you can't get more than 8,000 team uh, performance bonus, which I think is kind of shit. Because, like, if you're carrying the whole team, which has happened a lot... Like, I'm usually one or two, uh, you know, number one or number two on the team in terms of kills and, and actual points. So, yeah. It really sucks when you're number one on the team and you literally carry that whole team and you don't get anything past that 8,000. And I think that's a lot of people were complaining about that on the forums as well. Unfortunate, but uh, the teamwork bonus, you can't get more than 3,000. Uh, so, the, basically, the max amount of points you can get in a match is like 13 14,000 uh per match um and then obviously every rank scales up more and more i think i have 625,000 points right now and i think you probably you probably need like oh at least 2 million to get to general i would imagine but uh i can fact check that right now for you guys if you want but uh yeah anyways so, yeah, Halo Reach has been a good time. I jumped into the campaign, which I streamed on the weekend, I'm sure you guys noticed, and it was not uh, <laughs> it was not forgiving. I played on Legendary, got a little cocky, threw out some skulls. Yeah, didn't end well for me. I uh, continuously died in the same spot because I had the uh, the catch skull arm where they, they throw grenades super fast at you. And, uh, yeah, I was not uh, living for very long. So, yeah, I quit there. I got kind of frustrated. Went back to the online. But, yeah, it's just like old times, man. I got an extermination. I'll post that on our YouTube page uh, pretty pretty soon here. But, yeah, I got an extermination. Uh, felt really good. I'm, like, squealing like a little girl. I'm like, extermination. Squeal. And, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I'll be making a video about uh, my kind of review on, on Halo Reach uh, for everybody to see. Uh, another 
kind of complaint uh, I see a lot of people actually in the forums talking about it and actually I had the same complaint myself was uh, Big Team kind of felt a little uh, it was it was missing something it didn't feel like the old school Big Team like the old school Big Team there was vehicles everywhere there's power weapons everywhere it was a big ass brawl and you basically had to get those power weapons or get in a vehicle to survive and, and this one uh, there's not enough vehicles, and it's just basically 16 people on a map with all battle rifles. And, you know, you find the power weapons, and someone kills you, and then you run over to get the power weapon, and then someone kills them. It's it's just an endless loop, and I'm now looking at this rank list. Sorry, I'm going, I'm totally backpedaling. But I'm looking at this rank list, and I'm super jealous that I'm in fucking, like, tier, tier 11. I don't belong in fucking tier 11. I'm at least in tier 7. Come on. Uh, yeah, so I better uh, work on that. Maybe I'll work on that after this podcast. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, see what this game brings in because uh, it, it's been a lot of fun so far. I've been basically keeping up with PC kids on my controller. Oh, we played one game yesterday. It was absolutely like crazy. This guy was crazy good, like respectable good. Like you didn't, you weren't like that guy's a piece of shit. He was like so good. I, I can't even put it into words. Like he. He had his system down where, like, no matter what hallway you poked your head out of, like, he had you immediately. Even if you guys come into that classic, like, one-on-one, you're both looking at each other down the hallway, like, he would insta-snipe you. It was just insane. It was insane. I'm gonna put that in the video, too. It was just insane stuff. Um, and, and, uh, now that you have the push to talk to, um, you're like, we're like, dude, (laughs) how are you so good? And then we started talking about it post-game. We're like... What, wait, was he? Maybe was he cheating? Because there's no way that he was hitting some of these snipes first shot. Like if he saw you, you were done. Like first shot, there was no second shots. So, but anyways, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, guys. I hope you, I hope some of you guys have piece the PC version of Halo Reach. And if you do, please uh, like reach out to me on Discord and let's add each other and let's play some Halo Reach. Blah! Uh, oh yeah, okay, awesome. It's uh, gonna be a good podcast, everybody. So, other than uh, that, the other complaint I have about Halo Reach is, uh, so, in the original Halo Reach, you leveled up, you unlocked some shit, it was cool, but now you get these little cube things every time you level up. It doesn't tell you that you get them either, but I'm pretty sure it's every time you level up, and then you go to the customization menu, and you have to unlock tiers, which have, each tier has a set amount of items that are unlocked. Um, each tier costs one cube. F- fucking cool. Um, so basically, you level up, you get a cube, and you have to go and open customization, and then unlock the next tier manually. It's like, well, what, what, why? Why wouldn't you just fucking do that automatically, like, on the reward screen? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So, that's somewhat annoying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, like I said, reach out to me on Discord if you guys have this game. I would love to play with you. Uh, so far, I just have my brother and his couple of cool friends. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully you guys <laughs> can jump on this with me. Uh, Alright, guys, let's move on to the next topic here. We got uh, the December update. Uh, I, I mean, we don't talk about uh, mobile games very often on this podcast, but uh, Clash of Clans just had a massive update for their game. They have uh, Town Hall 13 now. I'm an avid uh, Clash of Clans player. I've literally played every day since, like, this game. Like, since 2013, I'm pretty sure. So, like, almost seven years of me playing this game. Um, I gotta say, in the beginning, it was really, really slow. Like, as soon as you start off the game, it, it gives you a lot to do. 
Um, but this game works off real time, so your all your resources accumulate in real time. So I, it comes to a point where you're like, oh, I gotta wait like six hours for my fucking resources to build up so I can buy this thing or whatever. Um, and then you get to a point where it just gets kind of ridiculous, and you're like, oh, I gotta wait two weeks for my fucking expo to be ready. Cool. Uh, so that's a little frustrating, but anyways, uh, I found, uh, in the last year or two, they've really improved the, uh, amount of ways that you can actually get resources. So, for those who don't play the game, it's, it's, it's actually super addicting. It was kind of the first freemium game that I noticed was around. I don't know if it was the actual first freemium game, but, uh... So yeah, there's a ton of ways for you to actually accumulate resources without it just farming naturally. So they've really opened up the door for people who've come into the to the game late and and, and can now speed level up. Kids are like town hall and like fucking town in twelve twelve seems like it was only and to update other eight stuff and appear on clients' website. So Town Hall 13 is a brand new level for players to upgrade uh, after Town Hall 12, which I found out today. I'm pissed. So Town Hall 12 has uh, four kind of sub levels. Uh, it's like a, a built-in defense. So that for those who don't play Clash Clans, Town Hall is like your fucking headquarters. Um, and when you're attacking someone's base, if you destroy the Town Hall, you get one star. And then if you get 50% base destruction, you get another star. And then if you 100% annihilate the base, you get another star. So you can get so three stars at the most. But the Town Hall, if you destroy it, you get one star. So they've in Town Hall 12, they built this little... Uh, in inside defense in the town hall, so you'd get close enough to it, and it would launch its own little defense. Um, so you have to upgrade that to the f- to the maximum level in town hall twelve before you can upgrade to town hall thirteen. That's some bullshit. Because I I literally have been sloughing it off for the last like six months. I'm like, nah, I don't need to yet. I don't need to yet. I want to upgrade all my other shit. So I've upgraded all my other shit, and, uh, except for my cannons and archer towers. I was working on those, but yeah, I've. Fuck. <laughs> so now I gotta I gotta speed through upgrading my uh, Town Hall 12 defense before I can upgrade to Town Hall 13. So I can't even get any of these goodies yet, which is super annoying. But anyways, uh, so the couple things they got they got a new champion. So this is the fourth champion introduced for Clash of Clans. It's the, called the Royal Champion. Uh, she's battle ready. She's mean, and her seeking shield ability will rain destruction on her foes. Town Hall 13 also brings a brand new defense called the scatter shot it's a projectile that breaks up uh breaks apart on impact dealing additional damage to units behind its target and a new kind of siege machine a siege uh, called siege barracks so in so like traditional ones will basically gun it for the town hall so the the stone slammer which breaks through walls and goes straight for the town hall and then you got the uh the blimp that goes straight for the town hall via air air and then you got the different one uh which is my favorite is the the balloon uh which uh, has so all these have your your uh, clan castle troops inside, and then you're gonna you launch the, the balloon and it just targets defenses and then once it's destroyed your clan castle troops come out. So this new one actually works completely differently. Um, you drop it in place. It's just it's called siege barracks, and it basically just keeps sending troops out. Just random. Uh, I don't know if it's random or whatever. I haven't tried it out because my fucking town hall can't level up. But uh, it basically just keeps sending out troops. Uh, in a in a stretch, uh, so yeah, it's it's a great way to introduce new and or different troops to your army and uh, in, use them in battle. So that's super awesome. Uh, so then they also have uh, one new troop called the Yeti, which is a big big motherfucker. And uh, as you if, as he gets damaged, these little Yeti might like purple things come out of his back and help kind of take the take the damage off the Yeti. So so yeah, that's the new thing. So that's really cool. Um, 
the one cool thing about the champion I forgot to mention is uh, her shield ability. So uh, she'll throw her shield like fucking Captain America and just take out like four buildings. No big deal. Uh, yeah. Uh, so all the the old uh, defenses get another upgrade, which is super annoying because I like I said I just finished upgrading fucking everything, like all my expos, all my Tesla towers, everything. So super annoying that I have to do all that again. And uh, I'm actually quite disappointed with my clan because just before this update, they launched an event. It was like everything was 50% off uh, on upgrade costs. So we're like, holy fuck. So basically shit that costs 10 million now costs 5 million, which takes like literally nothing to, to save up for. And uh, so I'm upgrading all the little shit, right? Like all my bombs that usually that were like 2 million, which I thought was ridiculous. And now they're only a million uh, gold. So... Anyways, we're rushing through that, and then War Leagues came along, which is a seven-day-long war between seven other clans, and my freaking clan just shit the bed so hard. We lost every day, so we had the absolute minimal amount of rewards. Oh, I was so choked. I was so freaking choked. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, uh, there's a little quarrel going on in my clan right now about that. Uh, I'm a co-leader, so I was thinking of booting some people, but anyways, whatever. Uh, so yeah, um, like I said, everything gets an update, uh, an upgrade in terms of defenses, traps all get upgrades, uh, all your storages and clan castle, laboratory, all that kind of stuff gets an upgrade as well. Uh, all the, the, uh, Barb King, Archer Queen, and Grand Warden are now, uh, up to, uh, uh up the level, so it's 70 for the Queen, for the Queen and the King, and then 50 for the Grand Warden. Uh, all the troops get an upgrade, all the spells get an upgrade for, for another level, which again, I've literally max, almost maxed out all my troops. See, I'm trying to pull, I want to play competitive Clash of Clans, but frick, it's, they're making it hard for me to catch up, and I'm not paying a million dollars for fucking gems so I can max everything out. It's bullshit. Anyways, so, yeah, that's, that's the major changes. Uh, they've had, there's little balancing changes and, and decorations and general interface changes and stuff like that, but it's not, not worth getting into in this podcast. So if you guys like this podcast so far with Solo Rodney, let me know on the Facebook page or our Discord. I would love to hear uh, if you like my voice, which I'm post-being sick, so I hope my voice sounds somewhat um, radio sexy. Alright guys, so let's move on here. Uh, so we got some news going on in the world. Uh, one of these we shared on our uh, in our website here today by Mr. Eric. Hello, Eric. Uh, we have Bioshock is, ret- is returning, but still several years away. So a new Bioshock uh, was announced from 2K. And it's be made considerably more exciting with the accompanying announcement that the studio is developing. So, so. Uh, last year, rumors surfaced that 2K had put a secret studio uh, to work on a project side, which was a Ledgehog game. A recent job listing and earnings reported only fueled the rumors, which seemed to have been accurate. Beyond the fact that it's in development, however, we know very little so far. Cloud Chambers studio head Kelly Gilmore comes from Far Far Axis Games and 2K makes the slightest embarrassing boast that she's the first woman to run a 2K studio. Huh. Despite being founded in 2005, other members of the team also worked on the original Bioshock. The name and setting both remain a mystery, though we know it's an FBS, not surprisingly. We have plenty of time to find out more, however, as development uh, is expected to take several, year, several years, uh, Fraser is the sole inhabitant of the... What the fuck am I reading? Okay, never mind. I got to the end of that article a little too early. Uh, so yeah, new Bioshock game, everybody. This is great news. And uh, I personally haven't played any of the Bioshocks, but I've seen Cole's streams uh, of him playing it, and it looks super awesome. So uh, we'll get Cole on the podcast here. Uh, we'll talk about Bioshock here on a, on a future podcast. But this is great news. 
All right, just want to jump over here. Uh, we're approaching the holiday season. It is uh, December 9th for me, almost December 10th, because I'm staying up for a regardless hour. Uh, anyways, so uh, let's talk about some uh, holiday gift ideas. So, <laughs> see, I don't really know the difference between any of this actual shit in, like, PC land. Like, I, sh I should, but I don't. Um, I don't really pay attention to it too much. Uh, but I'm looking at a Razer Basculus X Hyperspeed Mouse. Got six programmable buttons, and looks like a good-ass time. Next, we got a super colorful-looking keyboard. That's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> it's super colorful. I mean... I'm not really... I think I think it's kind of a grab in terms of keyboards, like... You just get a keyboard, and it lights up, and it looks cool, and it matches your mouse. But, you, you know what I mean? Like, it does, it's just a keyboard, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it could be a mechanical keyboard or, or a non-mechanical keyboard, but whatever. It's all the same to me. Uh, next is some graphics card. It's literally like... It's like screaming at you to build your own PC. <laughs> so, uh... By the way, actually, there was some uh, discussion about this on the Discord, I think, um, um, God, I forget your, your, your name, you said you didn't want to be on the podcast because you're annoying as fuck, uh, which is hilarious. <laughs> Particus, you're, uh, uh, sign the petition, oh, I'm j I just opened our Discord now, sign the petition, release support of Wind Waker on the Nintendo Switch. Yes, you remade all the, you remade Twilight Princess and Wind Waker for Wii U and bought it, so port it to the Switch, for fuck's sakes, Nintendo. Alright, anyways. Uh, so yeah, Particus was talking on the, uh, he wants to rebuild his PC on the Discord. And, uh, yeah, just do a lot of research on that because it's, uh, it's really easy to build a shitty PC. And, uh, don't, uh, don't buy secondhand PCs like I did because I totally made that mistake and then took mine in and he's like, dude, you fucked up by buying a secondhand PC because all my, all my hardware was like four, four or five years old, which obviously, you know, hardware's come a long way in ten years, so... Um, yeah, <laughs> so don't, don't do that. Uh, the next thing on this list is a Razer Kraken Kitty Edition, so, uh, uh, headsets, or gaming headset. So it's literally a cool looking headset with some Hello Kitty fucking ears on it. <clears throat> Sign me up, uh, sponsored. Uh, actually, speaking of, uh, Hello Kitty and this cool headset, actually it has no relation to this next point, but... Uh, we're going to be doing something super special for our 100th anniversary for the podcast. This is episode 92, so in episode 95, which is which hopefully will be three weeks from now, we're going to announce what we're doing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can win some really cool stuff here, courtesy of us, in celebration of our 100th episode of the podcast. And thanks a lot for everybody who's been paying attention to the podcast for the last, you know, episode uh, and a bit. But, uh, yeah, so we're super excited. Don't worry, Will will be on that podcast. I'm going to force him to be here. He's gonna be like, Ugh, kill me now. I cannot do a fucking will voice at all. Uh, that's funny. Anyway, so um, yeah, stay tuned for that, guys. We'll have uh, information coming out from our website uh, in a couple weeks here about that. All right. So next is a gaming chair, which I still don't understand how these make you a better gamer because they kind of don't. Like, like I have one. I'm sitting in it right now, and it's not making me a better podcaster. Uh, all right. Anyways, moving on here, we got a super nice, slim Razer Blade 15 uh, gaming laptop. So that's top of everybody's list. So that's that seems to be the hot topics for gamers is uh, Hello Kitty fucking gaming headphones. So if you got a missus and she's into gaming, there you go. You're welcome. All right. So, so staying on PC here, uh, PC the Xbox Game Pass on PC is uh, getting a few new games, which is excellent. 
so Age of Wanderers, Planetfall, and and uh, path- oh my god, I can't say this word because I'm I'm talking. Uh, p- uh, Pathologic too. There we go. Holy shit. Uh, are among the new uh, the nine new games set to join Xbox Game Pass for PC this month. In the new announcement, Microsoft writes that these games are coming soon to the subscription service, along with a few quality of life updates to the app itself, which which I fucking hope so, because sometimes it doesn't even launch on my PC, and it's frustrating. Fuck. Uh, so here's the list of games. Age of, Wand- uh, Age of Wonders, uh, Demon's Tilt, Europa U- Uni- Universalis? Okay, holy shit, I can't say that word. Europa Universalis 4. So hopefully I said that uh, Faria Farming Simulator 17, in case you missed the first 16 of those. Human Flat, or Human Fall Flat, Metro Last Light Redux, My Friend Pedro, and, and uh, Pathologic 2 are coming to the PC Game Pass. So, uh, I haven't played any of those games, but I might try uh, Farming Simulator 17. I gotta, I gotta, you know, work on my uh, weak growing skills. Uh, okay, so let's jump over to Xbox here. So there's uh, a rumor heading around here about the Xbox Scarlet Dole. Uh, its target specs more than double the Xbox One X in many areas. So according to the new report from Windows Central, Microsoft's next-gen console, a.k.a. the Endaconda, the big brother to the Xbox Project Scarlet family, is targeting technical spe- specifications which surpass the capabilities of the Xbox One X by upwards of 50%. And potentially as high as 200%. Can you fucking imagine that's a massive increase? 200%? Like, the Xbox One X is a solid fucking system. Uh, I'm still running the original Xbox, because uh, I just don't want to pay 500 bucks to upgrade to... Yeah, so I need to buy a new gaming mod. A nice 1080 would much rather have a 1440p curve. Like, oh yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh, The report cites several sources familiar with Microsoft's plans focus on key components. Firstly, Anaconda is said to sport an 8-core CPU clocking at around uh, 3.5 gigahertz. That's that's beefy. I'm actually going to look up what my computer specs are right now. Uh, Kind of curious uh, (laughs) as to uh, what my system is running. Uh, my system is running 2.9 gigahertz, and this is the newest, um, this is the newest, uh, CPU on the market. So, they're developing something that's, I mean, truly, they gotta keep up, uh, with console gaming for the, at least the next six to seven years for the life cycle of this next console, so. Uh, right now it's saying, uh, holiday 2020 for the release, by the way, so that gets me super excited. Something to talk about next year. Uh, and something to look forward to maybe in the Game Awards or E3. They'll have some little teaser or something going on. Alright, so the Xbox One X also has an 8-core CPU, but a mark- marketably slower one at 2.3 gigahertz. Secondly, where the Xbox One X had 12 gigabytes of uh, RAM, 9 gigabytes of which could be allotted to games, Anaconda supposedly guarantees it'll have 13 gigabytes of its 16 uh, pooling for games. So this remainder is going towards the operating system, and this at least lines up with the other Xbox uh, specs. So, cool. Uh, it'll also have a uh, stress uh, the SD- SSD horsepower, which Microsoft has since te- since Scarlet's reveal. And Akana said to use a pr- proprietary uh, s- shit that doesn't matter. So yeah, they're they're using a solid state drive. Uh, it's the fastest type uh, commercially available. So that's awesome. I hope that the loading times are super fucking low then, because I'm really sick of waiting for games to load. Um, and b- basically, this is going to replace PC in a sense. 
because you know everyone well everyone plays on on pc for the most keyboard slash the better graphics but i mean the way they're pitching the the anaconda it's just sounding more and more like they're just trying to replace the pc or just make it all one thing it's just basically going to be a pc but console where you can play as controller or whatever so that'll be something interesting uh, the biggest number of the reports also has the uh, is the toughest to evaluate. Anaconda is said to be to boast 12 teraflops of power, whatever the fuck a teraflop is. Does anyone actually know what a fucking teraflop is? Nobody. For reference, the Xbox One X delivers 6 teraflops of power, which means nothing to anybody. Uh, but this is not to say the Anaconda will be twice as strong as the One X. Alright, so... I had to have a little cough, sorry. And, uh, yeah. That's, uh... All we got? No, there's a little bit more. If you kept up with the console arms race, you'll heard that the term teraflop before. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure Microsoft said it's at least 12 times in its E3 2019 presentation alone. The thing is, teraflops don't actually tell us much in a vacuum. <laughs> so it literally tells us nothing like I just said. Teraflops are used to measure a GPU's com- uh, computable power, and they're derived from the shader or core counts and clock speeds. Because we don't know the specs, uh, specifics of Anaconda's GPU, we can't verify or break down this 12 teraflop maker. That was the longest run-on sentence ever. They gotta be better at writing. But uh, yeah, that didn't really answer my question on what a fucking teraflop is. So they just said it's from shaders or core con- core counts and clock speeds. So they use three things to determine what a teraflop is. I don't know. It's like telling me what miles per hour is. That was a joke. Uh, anyways, because I'm Canadian. Uh, so more to the point, teraflops are not the be-all, end-all measure of a console's capabilities, nor are they a good way of measuring predecessors from different families like the Anaconda and the One X GPUs. Most importantly, uh, more teraflops doesn't always mean better performance, at least not in every situation. It's also worth noting that the other components can improve the overall performance regardless of system's teraflop count. So that makes... That fucking contradicted itself so fucking hard. So... It's trying to say that the Scarlet and the Anaconda are super powerful because it can do Terra backflips over the fucking Xbox One X. Good fucking job, I hope so. It's the fucking last-gen console. I better do fucking Terraflop backflips over it. All right, uh, enough about that. I'm getting kind of angry <laughs> reading that because of that fucking word, Terraflop. Um, all right, so uh, Game Awards are on Thursday the 12th, which is in, if you're listening to this podcast on time, uh, it'll be in two days. So, it's going to be late. It's at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, so hopefully I can fucking watch that. Um, I'll probably be thinking about going home at that point from work, so I'll I'll miss the first part of it. But, uh, yeah, next week's podcast will be about what happened to the Game Awards. We'll be recapping it. Uh, I'm sure Eric will be releasing articles on the website. It'll be great. Uh, Again, the nominees, which I've actually put a poll on our website. For so you guys head over to videogamesnow.ca and check out our poll and you guys can vote on what you guys think is going to be game of the year so we have control resident evil 2 smash bros united uh, united because i'm i'm a potato uh super smash bros ultimate secure shadows die twice death stranding and outer worlds what of the five of those are you thinks gonna win are you thinks english uh, anyway, so there's there's a ton of other games too, multiplayer games. Tetris 99 is actually nominated for the one of the best multiplayer games of the year, which is, which is hilarious. I'm actually going to jump into these other lists too because I think this is going to be quite interesting. Uh, so nominees, so ongoing game, uh, Fortnite, obviously, because it's every every fucking twelve year old has been playing Fortnite since 2017. Final Fantasy X One V, whatever that is, a new numeric uh, fourteen. Final Fantasy fourteen. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Apex Legends. I thought is that ongoing? 
because that came out this year. That came out earlier this year, and it like took the world by storm and dethroned Fortnite in a fucking heart- heartbeat. So, uh, and then Destiny Two, which people still play. Uh, so that's uh, the nominees for the best uh, ongoing game. Uh, for the narrative, we have Control, uh, Disco Elysium, Death Stranding, Outer Worlds, and Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, so Control, Death Stranding, Outer Worlds, all really great narrative games, which is why they also got nominated for Game of the Year. Uh, oh, so we have some voice actors. Um, <laughs> we have some voice actors being nominated for uh, for their work in the industry. Laura Bailey, who plays uh, the lady from... <laughs> Gears 5. Cole is killing me right now. He's in his car listening to this podcast, choking me in his mind. Um, oh, I can't remember her name, though. I, I should know it, but I don't know it. Um, Matthew Porete, who played Control in the game Control. Uh, Norman Reedus in his uh, uh, in the game Death Stranding. And a couple of others. So, yeah. Uh, lots of uh, good voice uh, talent in, that, uh, in the video game industry, which is great. And, oh, that's not what I wanted to click. Uh, now we're on uh, uh, esports players have a have a, uh, a, a category and so does content creator of the year. Uh, Lupo, Doctor Lupo's in there. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Sports racing games, score soundtrack. Thank God they have. Uh, oh, um, I think it was Bradley said that the music in uh, Kingdom Hearts Three was really really good. And so yeah, he uh, that that's been nominated for a score soundtrack, uh, fighting games, games for impact, mobile games. Uh, apparently, Call of Duty Mobile is a fucking steaming good time. Uh, I was gonna say steaming pile of shit, but uh, I haven't played it, so I can't really <laughs> judge it uh, on its pile of steamingness. Uh, action adventure, audio design, art direction—it's all here at the Game Awards 2019, which is Thursday, December 12th, 5:30 p.m. Pacific Standard time the real time you know what actually was really really easy to adjust to eastern standard time i went to uh, orlando uh, a month or so ago and uh yeah i well mind you it's probably because i had to get up at 1 30 in the fucking morning to get on a flight to go to uh, Ch- uh chicago and then to orlando so i was pretty well on eastern standard time from the get-go but, uh, yeah, it's nice when you fly back to the West Coast from the East Coast, because you, like, gain time. You know, like, we took off at, uh, like, flying back from Orlando, we left at 6 in the morning, and we got back to, uh, Vancouver at, like, 6, or, sorry, uh, at noon, we're like, cool, it's an 8-hour flight, or whatever it is. Uh, anyways, uh, don't fly United. Um, yeah, so, the Game Awards, apparently, uh, Reggie Filame is going to make an appearance as well, according to GameSpot. Uh, he's the retired president of Nintendo America, if you didn't fucking know and have been sleeping under a rock for the past, like, 12 years. Wake up. Uh, so, he's returning to the Game Awards 2019 despite no longer working in games. Filame, who's the industry favorite, uh, evidently did not want to break his streak of presenting an award every year. Thank fucking God. I love Reggie Filame. I would love to get him on the show someday. Um, where are we here? We, uh, so this is the fifth Game Awards... And the fifth time presenting, uh, he famously appears on stage, and on or he famously appeared on stage in 2018 alongside Phil Spencer from Xbox and Sean Layden from PlayStation for a joint speech, which was fucking awesome, by the way. If you guys missed that, uh, Reggie's not the only one, to, uh, only host to be announced today, though. It, in an exciting tweet, show host Jeff Keeley revealed that Dr. Bun- uh, Bunsen Honeydew, along with his assistant Beaker, will also be presenting during the Game Awards. So, hooray! Uh, okay, it's those Muppet-looking things. 
Okay, I'm like, who are these people who, like, I should know who these people are, but no, they're just Muppets. Uh, so they're live on, uh, they're going to be, they're going to be streaming it live, so that's great. I'll be watching that on the way home for sure, so I can comment on pretty much everything. Uh, oh, looks like Ninja and, uh, Pepe, uh, debate on whether it's Fork Knife or Fortnite at the Game Awards. <laughs> That'll be funny. Uh, I haven't actually watched a lot of Ninja lately, in the last, like, year, um, I'm not really sure what he's doing right now, but I know he's on Mixer right now. He left Twitch and went to Mixer, so good for him. All right, so yeah, that's the Game Awards. I don't want to waste any more uh, time for anybody. I've been talking to myself for 35 minutes now, and I, I've honestly run out of things to talk about, and my voice hurts, and I don't ever want to do a solo podcast again. Unless you liked it. Uh, if uh, you liked it, go on our Facebook page and let me know, or our Discord and let me know that you guys liked it, and uh, that uh, now I'm sick again. I got holes right here. Just gonna dig right into that. Um, Alright guys, so yeah, check out our uh, website, like I said, uh, videogamesnow.ca slash podcasts, uh, where you can listen to all your podcasts if you guys uh, are, for some reason, not using Spotify or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or wherever the hell you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you're on there, leave a review and let us know what you guys think of the show and uh, tell Will that he should come back because uh, <coughs> Halls. Um, yeah, and then uh, head over to our Facebook page. we got some good stuff on there. Uh, Gamer Tempo has been uh, cross-streaming under our page, so good for him. I accidentally cross-streamed onto his page, and everyone didn't like that some ugly fucking radio-faced uh, Westerner was on his page and not some sexy-looking Ontario dude. That could go for either Bradley or for Dan, so take that as you will. Anyways, guys, thanks a lot for listening to this podcast, and I will see you guys next week where we talk about the Game Awards. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.